Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How you doing, Dad? I'm I'm well, Steve. How are you doing? Your end. I'm I'm good. It's the opposite of what it's been in the past in here, in that it's boiling hot. I'm roasting <laughs> in here today. It's like a sauna. Don't complain. Don't complain. <laughs> It'll change next week. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I, I won't. I won't. The sun's out. It's really lovely. Really, really. It's been a really lovely day. So, yeah, it's just very warm in here. Um, but yeah, things are good for you. You had a good week. We've had we've had a good week. Yes, once again, I, I keep on about it. For years, months and months and months. We've still got more work being done. Little um, small things, but they are um, mounting up. Uh, but the end of next week should see the bulk of it done it will just be some bits and pieces go look forward to that but we've had quite an extensive um, work on the ground floor um, it's almost completely changed from you know and, and it's quite a big area my old gallery mm. as, you, as people would never remember well some people would, would you know maybe see some people that uh, uh, have followed me and visited me here would know what it's like um but it's a lot of alterations and uh, it, but it, as you know it's looking pretty good now and uh, very nice so it's worth it excellent i have to find um pictures of the gallery or, or find find something so for context so people can can uh, see the inside of the gallery space what it used to look like do you know, I, 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 I'll, I'll have a look, but I, I, I don't think I have. I've got some old VHS clips of it, but that's no good. We can't, we can't play them anymore. Um, but no, I, I, I don't think I have. If I find yeah. it, I'll, it'll be nice to put it up. Yeah, yeah we'll see what we can find. See what we can find. Um, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's nice to it's nice to see it getting closer to the finish line uh, of that project. Mm. Um, yeah, very much so. Um, okay, so this week we've got a few things to discuss. Uh, lots of questions and comments have come in this week, so we're going to dive into some of your questions, and uh, Dad's going to offer some advice. So. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is a picture that came from Jeff. Jeff is one of our members and he was um, presented with a picture to do for a client um, of a bulldog. So I'm going to flash up the reference photo that Jeff sent us on screen now so you can all see. Um, mm -hmm. And Greg, uh, Greg, Jeff was asking that um, he was a bit concerned um, and struggling with what colors to pick for this picture and that's because um his first impressions were that it was whites and series of browns but then the start the sun came out took another picture and now there's different colors that he's seeing there's grays there's blacks and so uh, jeff asks can colin advise me what is the best light to find the correct color as it always seems to change <laughs> and so i imagine this is a problem for a lot of other people so i thought we take this opportunity to discuss it and see also what you see in this picture, what colours you see as well, Dad, as we've got it up on screen. Well, um, ideally, you want to be outside, not inside. You've got to have the light source. Now, that's not necessarily the sun. The sun bleaches out. 
and you find if you take pictures in um, a very well-lit um, uh, area, uh, you'll find there'll be a lot more shadow. So the best time to take it is, or the best um, lighting to take it, is when it's not overcast, but not sunny. Cloudy, but not sunny, but bright. Okay, and uh, you want to work on level with the animal. You want to get down. You can't take it from above. Get level with the animal, so you get it uh, full, full on. And if you can, three-quarter angle to the light source. So this actual picture, in terms of its angle and its and its um, level, is actually perfect. You've got you've got th things to remember. Really, is lighting, no sunlight if you can avoid it, and get down so that you're um, on level um, playing field with the animal rather than taking it from above. You've got to work on the. Uh, like a three-quarter angle if you can because you get the best but it's not a profile but that would be the area in fact the picture that you're, you're going to put on the screen the angle of that is great and uh, but you've got quite a lot of shadow in this one so this was taken in, indoors and this is what you get uh, sometimes you haven't got any choice but um, uh, that's that's what I would always recommend. Now that's in an ideal situation. Unfortunately, it's very rare that you can you can uh, have an ideal situation. So you've got to do the best you can. Now the picture you sent me, which you probably put on the screen there, is a good picture. The only thing I would say about it is the you can't see the eyes terribly well, and that's because you've got the shadow there. Uh, but if you had no other picture, then you you could use that. Now, it may not be the right colour. And this is the problem that Jeff, I think, is looking at. If you change the colour, say you were looking at this picture and say, I love the pose, I can cope with it, and uh, I'm going to do it the same as this. However, I'm going to change the colours. You can't do that. If you start changing the colours, you've got to change all the colours. And that, that becomes a nightmare. So the best thing to do if you're going to, if you're stuck with this one picture, do it as you see it. Don't try, don't try and be clever. Uh, it won't work. Um, but if you can get a picture outside uh, with the same angle as you've got that and uh, three quarter angle to the light source, then should get a correct uh, uh, colours. Hmm. Yeah, makes sense. It's uh... it, it does. It does make sense because one of our cats' um, socks. He is black and white. He, you know, you see, he's very sort of sort of brownish black um, fur and white. But in the color, in the in the sunlight, the bright sunlight, he looks ginger. Like it, the 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 dark fur looks very orange. And so, you know, if you took a picture of socks in those kinds of conditions, mm -hmm. um, the, the total colour palette would be completely different to, to choose from if it was um, not direct sunlight, you know, bright sunlight on him. So, you know, animals, especially um, the, the colouring of the fur, I imagine just drastically shifts um, in, in bright sunlight. So um, I think that's a really good piece of advice, especially a lot of our... 
listeners, a lot of our students are pet portrait artists and they love their pets. So, um, yeah, good bit of advice there. Lovely. Well, thanks, Jeff, um, for sending that over. Um, let's move on to the next one. So I don't have the name here, so apologies. But the question was, can I ask, how do you know which pencil will be the exact right one before you start a particular part of a picture? So how do you know which pencils are going to be the exact colour you need, Dad? It's experience, Steve. Simple as that. If you've done a lot of artwork, and especially the pastel pencil artwork, you, you're very familiar with the colours and you can usually work them out. The difficulty, of course, is if you're looking at a particular colour on the photographic reference, you can't just find that colour. You've got to make the colour up and you've got to put, as we were talking last week, we've got to put uh, base colours in. So you've got to know what base colours to use to create the right ultimate colour. As you can see, it's pretty tricky. But I can tell you what I do and when I'm looking at pictures, because every single time, the hundreds and hundreds of pictures that I've done, it's the same uh, situation. What colours do I use? Now, you've got a routine. Well, the routine I have is I have the best photographic reference I can get or have and that's alongside me then i get my pencils out and I, I usually start with the faber pencils because i prefer the faber as base colors and ground colors i, I start with them i get all of those out i put them all out and i go through them a few at a time and i'm looking at the different parts of the picture maybe the um, the fur the eyes the ears depending on, on the animal. And I, 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 each uh, area I look at in turn. Generally speaking, I would look at the general um, overall fur or hair to start with before I even get to the eyes and the um, other areas. And I find, I find the colours that I know will um, eventually lead to the colour that I'm looking for. But that, as I said, you have to look at the base colours and you, this is where I said experience comes in. When you're looking at it and you think, oh, do you know, that's a, it's a very dark grey. Mm, maybe it's a, a German Shepherd or, or a Border Collie. Uh, they've got very dark grey, black um, fur. Um, you, would, you would use greys, not very light greys, but you'd use medium greys to work towards the um, black or very dark grey. But you can't, if you put a medium grey on, you've, you've got to put, you've got to have colours in between that too. So you've got maybe a, a series of three or four colours you've got to put on, starting with your base colour and ending up with the final colour that you're looking for. So you can see it's not a simple question to answer. Mm. This is how I do it. I go through the, my pencils and my experience tells me, ah, if I use that and I use that. Now, the other thing you've got to remember when you do this is even if you go through all the pencils you've got, and I've got four different makes and I go through all of them, uh, it still may be not going to end up exactly the colour 
that you want. So you've got to put a little compromise in. But once you've got those base colours, especially if it's the fur, those colours that you've chosen will also apply to the um, eyes, the uh, ears and other parts. I mean, I'm not saying you put black eyes and I'm talking about the, the uh, colour balance that you've got. So if you're looking at a grey animal or greys, then and the eyes say is a um, ochre, then you've got to look at the ochre independent of the fur. But this is where skill comes in and experience comes in. You've got to know what colours those uh, eye, uh, eye colours, the ochres, would work best with the fur colours you've already decided upon. You understand that? I mean, the worst scenario is you're working on um, uh, earth greys. Let's say you are working on earth greys for the, the, the majority of the fur. And then you think, oh no, I think I'll use bluey greys, cool greys for the eye. That wouldn't work because you're, you're clashing then in, in tonal value. So you've got to you've got to be very careful there, and but you, you know, I think there's no easy answer, and there isn't really a um, a perfect solution. Hmm. I wish there was. But you're, with pastel pencils, I think you've got a better chance of getting it right than you have, say, with watercolor or oil, because in those cases you've got to mix colors together to to achieve the. Um, the results but with pastel pencils um, you've got the colors there and they're constant so you, you shouldn't that's have true. too much that's trouble. true um it, this is the thing isn't it and this is why there is such depth to pastel pencil work this is why um, there's so much more subtlety it's not paint by numbers it's paint by a series of numbers <laughs> that uh get you to that eventual color um but this is why I think it's quite hard to explain um, theoretically um, without showing um, this. It's why the courses and, and we recommend people to follow um, the courses to get that understanding of how to build colours um, and learn as many combinations through the courses as possible because every picture is different and there's hundreds of different combinations that may get you to that particular color so it's learning all the the keys uh to to the build up let's, through i tell you what might help the picture that um, you've got on the screen of the ball let's assume for the moment that jeff wants to do and decides to do this picture okay now if you look at the um the browny blacky gray colors for the top of the head you know that browny fur what color would you use for that now, straight away, when I look at that, it's earth colours. Straight away, whatever, whatever colours I put on, I wouldn't be looking at the um, bluey greys, for instance. They're gone. I'd be looking at the earth greys. So the 270, which is a light grey, um, and then the 273, then 175. Don't be tempted there with say 181 because that won't work because you're clashing then in tonal value 
So 175. And then, because 175 is a uh, earth colour, we'll go with the greys I've mentioned, but you've also got another colour, you've got brown. You've got to put the brown in. Now, brown, again, there are um, different tones of brown, but the brown that would come immediately to mind here will be 177, which is um, kind of... Uh, I mean, most browns are earthy colours, but sometimes you get them a bit ochre and that's another colour that I would use. Now, this is uh, obviously you've got the white as well uh, into the mix of that. And then you've got black. Black doesn't matter. White doesn't matter because that will go with anything. It's only those um, colours where you have a, a tonal difference. So I, I hope that helps. Now, if you drop down to the face, you've got, again, I would stick to those colours I've said. 270, 273. And then you've got the pinks. Now the pinks um, would work really well with those colours. And if you, if for instance you had um, the bluey greys, not in this case, but if you did have, that would also work. Pink would also work with that too. So you see what I mean? You, this, what I'm telling you now is from experience. Looking at that immediately, I can see it. But but if you mm. think, mm, well, I can see. If you look at, at the um, lower down level with the mouth, it's got a bluey hue to it, hasn't it? You can just see a bluey hue. Now that clashes with the um, the colour on the top, where I've just told you that you want to use the earth colours. I wouldn't use, I wouldn't be tempted to put those bluey colours in, 230, 233 for instance. I wouldn't be tempted to do that. I would stick to those original cars I told interesting. you. Interesting. Really interesting. I, I hope that is interesting because it's, it's, it's the way I work. And uh, sometimes I get very complicated. And uh, I do try to explain to people while I'm doing the videos why I'm using this. But as I said, you've got to look at the artistic license in the end. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's really tricky and interesting, and um, yeah, I think it, it's it's easy to hear you talk about these things because you have that experience to draw upon, um, and so that's maybe why some people think that they can also, you know, um, well, I don't know if that's the case, but it's certainly just finding those colours and going to those colours. It, it takes time. It takes experience and and learning through practicing um and following the courses and and trying as many color build-ups as possible um and also you know you can obviously we recommend doing the classes to understand those build-ups but if you do want to try something out you always say on spare paper if you just try a color combination out you can try different variations to get to the color that you need to um, once you understand the fundamentals of the base color system that you have with achieving the end result, then that formula, sub in the colors and see where you get, you know, see what, what end result you get. Um, but anyway, I think that's that's definitely covered the, the question. So thank you very much for sending that in. Um, I'm going to move on because we've got one from Judith and Judith asks, uh, hello, is your ongre paper suitable for coloured pencil work? Well, you can use coloured pencils on any paper, Steve. I wouldn't personally use coloured pencils on ongre. 
You could. There's no reason why you can't. But I wouldn't do it. The reason I wouldn't do it, you've got a, you've got a, a ridge. And it's very hard. With pastel, you can fill that up quite easily with the pastel. But with coloured pencils, it will leave marks. And it's very hard to actually um, keep applying the coloured pencil. So I wouldn't use it. What I would use is watercolour paper. It's ideal. Especially if you've got the thicker kind. And well, I say the thicker kind, I wouldn't use, um, uh, what's that, Bockingford. You know, it's got little pimples in it. That won't work either because you're in the same situation you are with the ombre. So I would use smoothish watercolour paper or cartridge paper. And, but there are papers specifically designed for coloured pencils. But what I use, as you know, is the pastel mat. That really works well now. People straight away would say, hang on, you've got to fill the paste, pass them up. Well, you do. Of course you do. But you haven't got the ridges, you know, the, that texture running through it. Pastoma is, is clear. And all my, my coloured pencil work, uh, certainly in the last couple of years, has been on the light grey pastoma. I'd use light grey. You could use white. No reason why not, but the light grey works really well. Mm -hmm. The just going back to the watercolor choice uh, that you had, uh, I believe it was botanical smooth was the the term that our paper um, was given a botanical mm. smooth. So it did have a kind of sort of texture to it, um, but as you say, pastel mat really is the the number one choice. That's what I would use because the reason I prefer that is because it takes uh, water, you know, uh, no, not water, sorry. A solvent. <laughs> the solvent, yeah. They yeah, it's thicker as well. Too, but, uh, yeah, but the solvent really well. And, and uh, I must do some more of them. I haven't done them for a long time. Hmm. Lovely. Excellent. Well, thank you for the question. Um, moving on. So this, uh, we'll end on this one today because it was, it just touched upon what we were talking about, I think last week, I'd, I'd, the weeks blend into each other now. Um, but the, uh, we had a question regarding your exhibition that you had in Gravesend in 1982 and, and specifically more about where that was. So what mm. else can you remember of that time, dad? Well, it's, it, 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 um, the chap was called Tony Blackman. It was a Blackman art gallery. And it was on the, if people know Gravesend, um, the, the clock tower is very famous, uh, the clock tower. And there's a, there's a crescent around it. Not all the way round, halfway round. And it's in, that one of, it's in the crescent. It was a shop in that crescent. And uh, if people did know Gravesend, it's the opposite crescent to Nottons. Nottons, okay? Nottons. That means okay. meanings to nobody, but yes, Nottons. It, it, it occupied the other, so it was opposite then, on the other side. And uh, it was a, quite a small gallery. Only I think it was only one floor. I only ever um, dealt with one floor. I don't remember Tony probably did the framing there so he must have had another another area but uh, that's where I went and that's where I exhibited the pictures 
brilliant. And people may remember going back 10 years now when we started this podcast and talking about your start in your art journey. Uh, Tony was a massive help to you and, and a massive oh. encouragement to you when you were first starting out. I don't think I could have done it without him. He was wonderful. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, he's passed away now, but um, he was a little bit older than me, but not much. He was in a few years ahead of me at the school. Um, but he, uh, he was a very nice, very, very generous because he supplied me with many, many um, leads of manufacturers and so on. Uh, no, I couldn't have done it without him. Well, actually, I probably wouldn't have done it anyway, to be honest. It was because I talked to Tony at the time and they said you know I, what i'm thinking of doing is is opening a gallery in broadstairs uh, tony what do you think great idea he said let me know what you need and i'll give you all the all the uh, intros oh that's lovely there you go lovely thank you tony there's a lot of people out there that would uh that are very grateful to him <laughs> he was also incidentally a very good artist very good artist and uh, he he was known in the area, probably only in the area, in, in the sort of North Kent. Um, but he, I, I remember one of the pictures he did, um, Rochester, uh, Rochester Castle and Rochester Cathedral from the other side of the river. That was a very famous picture that he did. And he did a couple of um, local um gravesend scenes as well on the river he was a great river man so, lovely uh, and, 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 and i remember him with fondness oh, that's lovely lovely what a, a nice note to end this podcast with thank you so much for everyone that sent in the questions obviously if you have anything you'd like us to discuss then please always get in touch with us uh, and we'll talk about it on a future show Next week, we're going to talk about a picture that you've started already, Dad, the flowers. We mentioned it last week. You've made a head start on it. So we will talk about that and show everyone next week. There is a new class up on the website. Um, I'll just pop it on screen now so that you can see. It's the Husky that you did with four um, Faber-Castell pastel pencils, not the the shadow pencil range of uh, 229, 250, 101, 270. This is uh, Faber-Castell uh, only same as the dalmatian that you did as well um you did the dalmatian with the same four pencils so nice simple color palette to work from uh, a good few hours this class and it is up on the website now for people to uh, give it a try so let us know what you think and how you get on with that one excellent okay well we'll leave it there for this week so thank you dad and thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your week, week.